Welcome back to another episode of Diferente. Before we get into it, there's something really important I need to ask you. When you're done listening, please share this with a friend or a family member or a frenemy, I don't care, someone who you think could really enjoy this story. And definitely let me know what you think about it. You can write me a review. Definitely hit those five stars if you do, though. Or you can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or on my website. I'm at Maribel underscore QS and online at MaribelQS.com. This was not an easy one for me to do. I have to tell you that I am letting you in a little bit more into my world. So I'm putting myself out there and opening up my heart. But I had to do it because it's the perfect exploration of that complexity of living life between two or more cultures. And learning and growing and being a little bit uncomfortable is why I made the show and why I think that people should listen. So here we go. You're listening to Diferente. Estás escuchando Diferente, the bilingual podcast where we celebrate and explore the complexities of living life between two or more cultures. I'm your host, Maribel Quesada-Smith, a producer and creative consultant from Mexico City, living in the U.S., who loves hip-hop and cumbia. I created Diferente to learn, laugh, and grow alongside you with stories and interviews that relate to the bicultural experience. Let's get started. Two weeks ago, I asked my nephew, who's a singer-songwriter, to help me record a song. Here's how it went. You might be wondering why I felt the need to record the Star-Spangled Banner and then subject you to the outtakes. You see, I like to get things very right, and I have an issue with perfectionism, which has had me thinking a lot about what it means to be the perfect American, like from the United States of America. <sighs> That used to bug the crap out of me when we first moved here. Hearing people claim an entire continent for themselves. I mean, I'm Mexican. And Mexico is in the American continent, so technically that makes me an American too. Only it doesn't here. Not in the United States. The first time I stood up to say the Pledge of Allegiance, I had to mumble because I never heard of it or knew what it was. And so began my most interesting journey through perfect assimilation, code switching, and the whitewashing of my culture. From that day in 1996 until somewhere around 2006, all I cared about was looking, talking, and acting like a perfect American because it made my life easier. It made me less of a target and probably more likable. When I was 16 going on 17 and at the top of my perfect American assimilation game, I came crashing down with reality. High school was not so bad for me. I was liked and had plenty of friends until I made the most unthinkable mistake. Like Icarus, I flew too close to the sun and got too comfortable pretending to be the perfect American girl and oh my God, did I pay for this mistake. See, back then, I believed in myself wholeheartedly, like without any doubt. I was confident in all caps, naively, youthfully sure of myself. <laughs> I had the kind of confidence that few people could mess with. I thought I could be anything, do anything, and achieve all my goals and dreams if I only worked hard enough. Very American of me, right? So one day, my confidence drove me to audition to sing the Star Spangled Banner a.k.a. the National Anthem. I wanted to sing before the basketball games. It just sounded so beautiful to me. The melody always made me feel proud to live here. 
So I got the job. I started singing at the girls' games first, and my family would go and they would pay the $7 per person so that they could watch me sing, and we were all very proud of me. Then one day, I got called up to the boys' game, (laughs) the varsity boys' game, and I don't think I need to explain to you how sports work in our patriarchal society, so you know what that meant. I was psyched but also extremely nervous because I was going to sing in front of almost every person I knew at the school. When that big moment came, I grabbed the microphone and sang. But I knew there was a general feeling of disdain because only a few days earlier, this girl who had heard me sing at the other games wrote some hateful things about me on Instant Messenger. Sorry, I can't keep a straight face when I say that because it's been so long. Instant Messenger. That was like the chat that AOL had for you young kids. Anyway, she wrote something hateful about me singing the national anthem. And this started to chip at my confidence. What she wrote was that Mexicans should not sing the national anthem. Something like that. I don't know why she was so angry about me singing, but it messed me up. So when I grabbed the microphone that day at the boys' varsity game, I felt like I had something to prove. And honestly, it was not my best performance. That night, I left the school gym almost in tears, and I never sang the national anthem at any game or in public again. Until two weeks ago, when I decided to record my version of the Star-Spangled Banner. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. That afternoon, before I recorded it with my nephew's help, a friend asked me a very pointed question. What happened in your past that traumatized you to the point of making you terrified of not getting things perfectly right? That was the question. She kind of sent me into a spiral, but the first thought that came to mind was the 16-year-old me standing in the middle of the high school gym, holding a microphone, a roaring crowd, anxious to get the game started, all eyes on me to get the bad singing over with, and a definitive look of disapproval from most of them. Because I was not their perfect American girl, and I had tainted their country somehow. 21 years later, my imposter syndrome and obsession with perfection have joined forces to make a fun little mockery of me. Who does she think she is, says my imposter syndrome, starting her own company, thinking she can actually do this on her own. Laughs my obsession with perfection. Don't worry, she'll be stuck in pause trying to design the perfect launch and then she will never press go. That's what she sounds like in my head. And so I had to record the Star Spangled Banner to end the years of stinking doubt that has poisoned my confidence. In my mid-30s, I can't be letting some high school trauma mess with my money. What so proudly we held. Earlier this year, I applied to become an American citizen. And that six-hour process to fill out the application plus 750 non-refundable dollars had me a bit preoccupied. I hadn't even gotten to the are you a drug trafficker question. And that bitch perfectionism was already messing with my head. You don't deserve this. You can't even sing the national anthem without embarrassing yourself. Shut up, perfectionism. 
my mind kept reminding me of the many reasons I could never be the perfect American. Doesn't matter how much I promise to enjoy peanut butter. A few months after that, I'm right back where I began this story, recording the Star-Spangled Banner, and still wondering what being the perfect American even means. Does the perfect American always show up on time, vote early and at every election, keep up with the news, volunteer, work a full-time job that makes good money, donates money to charity, has plenty of energy and time to play with their kids, works out regularly, and is never rude or antagonistic? Does the perfect American never make mistakes? Does the perfect American always wash their hands, go to church every Sunday, doesn't talk to people about hot-button topics, and knows the capital of every state? A light bulb finally goes off. Wait, why do I want to be the perfect American? I will never win at this. It's hard enough to become an American, almost as difficult as being a perfect human. You know what? F this. I'm about to make my own definition of what it means to be an American to me. So here we go. Are you ready? Here's what it means to be an imperfect American to me. It means the freedom to be who I want to be and the peace of mind that I'm not going to be thrown in jail for it. Being an American to me means never giving up, going the distance, standing up for other people's rights, being a good neighbor, protecting the land, acknowledging my own privilege, being open-minded and accepting my flaws. It means having the right to choose, having a voice. It means a compromise, taking responsibility for my actions and owning my mistakes. It means righting the wrongs of the past and being open to change. Being an imperfect American to me means being humble enough to admit this world will keep on rolling without me and that the laws of physics say that change is inevitable, so deal with it. It means empathy instead of assimilation. It means not having to justify my existence. The more I think about it, being an American to me just means finally feeling safe enough to be all the things that I am with the right to vote. That's what being an American means to me. That's the kind of American that I want to be. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wait. Perfection aside, what I can't seem to shake is this feeling of imposter syndrome because the longer I live here in the United States, the more disconnected I feel from Mexico. And that makes me feel like I'm a pretender, a wannabe, a freaking malinchista. Look it up. When you spend your time trying to hide who you are so you can fit in, the guilt of that action never really goes away. Because no matter what I tell myself, I will have to keep working on my self-doubt and need of belonging forever. Or the land of the free and the home of the brave. <laughs> I am not a singer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Diferente. And guess what? This is my last episode for season two. I'm taking a break and stay close on social media so that I can let you know as soon as season three is ready to roll. You know, this is my labor of love. I don't know if you knew that. But Diferente is a passion project for me and where I express 
a lot of my complex issues with living life between two or more cultures and where I want to explore those issues with other people as well, as we have in this season. So thank you so much to all the people who joined me for season two, who opened their hearts and minds to have these conversations. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in and having an open mind to learn and grow together. I will keep you posted on what's coming up next. Just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at at Maribel underscore QS. You can also go to my website for the latest information, maribelqs.com. And if you're still wondering (laughs) what Malinchista means and you haven't been able to figure out how I spelled it, it's M-A-L-I-N-C-H-I-S-T-A. Look it up. Hasta pronto.